Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The taxman cometh again, but this time it's high earners' tax bills under investigation. Is it worth transferring your personal pension? We look at the exit charges that can make all the difference. And two years on from the banking crisis, how easy is it to get a buy-to-let mortgage? All this to come on this week's FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from FT Money, Alice Ross. Hello. And Steve Lodge. Hello. And later we'll be joined by Tanya Poli. But we have as our special studio guest, Tom McPhail, Head of Pensions Research at Independent Advisors, Hargreaves Lansdowne. Hello. So let's start with the money news. This week, high earners were warned that HM Revenue and Customs is to mount a ruthless crackdown on morally indefensible tax avoidance and evasion. Not my words, but those of Chief Secretary to the Treasury, Danny Alexander. It will involve the Tax Authority's High Net Worth Unit, which was initially set up to scrutinise just the 5,000 highest earners in the UK, broadening the scope of its investigation to include all 150,000 individuals who now pay the new 50 pence rate of tax on earnings of more than £150,000 a year. The aim is to recoup up to £7 billion. Alice, now this sounds like the language of a politician at a party conference, um, but what will the reality be for people who are on six-figure salaries? Well, the reality is obviously that they will be scrutinised more closely now. Um, a lot of people earning this these kind of salaries are already taking some steps towards what they would call tax planning, what perhaps Danny Alexander would call more like tax avoidance. Um, But it's a very grey area. So um, I've been speaking to private client wealth managers this week about what they intend to do about this. You know, what are the plans? And they say no detail has been given of what will be scrutinised exactly, just that they will be scrutinised. So people don't quite know what steps to take at the moment. But one thing that people are um, trying to do is uh, use 
um, tax avoidance schemes more carefully. Now, this is a trend that's been going on for the past few years, ever since um, an anti-avoidance measure was set up by HMRC, and that was back in 2004. So since then, people have been a bit more careful on anything that could be deemed to be tax avoidance. But And this is really ramping that up. So anything that looks a little bit dodgy, I think people are going to think twice about. So what sorts of scheme might be coming under scrutiny or or certainly which sorts of schemes should people be a little bit careful with? Mm. Well the HMRC, usually it says it doesn't comment on specific schemes but it actually has made 10 um, uh, examples on its website, so 10 exceptions to that rule and some of those are relatively mainstream, I mean you have um, employee benefit trusts which are used by high earners as an alternative to pensions, you also have an EFERB scheme, um, employee funded retirement benefit schemes uh, just one type of those at the moment. Um, and these are also being looked at by high earners as an alternative to a pension scheme. And in fact, some people are saying that EFERBs could become much more mainstream than they are now because of the separate government um, crackdown on pensions for high earners. Um, so see, these things are are quite mainstream. And there have been fears that other schemes could also come under this net. So QROPs, for example, overseas pension schemes, which are again used by high earners who might be retiring outside the UK. Um, Some people are warning me that they think these could also come under scrutiny. And these schemes have become obviously much more popular. Certainly people have become much more aware of them in in the last few months and years as as tax rates have have gone up. Is it likely that um, that people will stop offering new versions of them until there's some clarity on what exactly HM Revenue Customs' position is on them? New versions of the QROPs? New versions of EFERBs or any particular scheme that has tax advantages could, could we see a sort of suspension of them? I doubt it, to be honest. I think, I mean, people are always looking for ways around the tax regime and these kind of schemes are being set up quite frequently. I mean, even recently with um, some offshore bond schemes, uh, people have been uh, introducing a new kind of segmenting um, scheme whereby you can encash some of your bonds and not others and you can actually shift the growth of the bits of the bond that you didn't encash onto the the bits of the pond that you did in cash onto the bits that you didn't in cash and thereby, you know, avoid a bit of tax that way. And some people think that this looks pretty dodgy, so they're actually not even recommending those schemes. Well, thanks for that, Alice. And uh, for more on the status of uh, EFERBs, QROPs and uh, any other tax-efficient acronyms, look out for Alice's story on the front of the FT Money section this weekend and online at ft.com forward slash money. Still to come on the show, is it getting easier or harder to get a buy-to-let mortgage? First, though, pension charges. While competition has been bringing down charges for some fund investments, personal pensions can still come at a hefty cost. Research by the FT magazine Money Management has found that charges on the most expensive personal pensions can reduce a projected pension fund by up to 40% over 25 years. But transferring in and out of a more flexible, self-invested personal pension, or SIP, can also come at a cost, as many charge entry fees, exit fees, initial and annual charges. Steve, you've been studying the different types and sort of layers of charging on uh, SIPs, it looks as if competition isn't bringing costs down. Is that what you found? Well, w- well, one particular move this week by Standard Life, the biggest SIP provider, um, does seem to fly in the face of 
what we have seen is bit, which has been generally competition on on sit prices in the uh, last few years. Standard Life from January is introducing a seven hundred and fifty pound exit charge, which will only hit new customers and only for the first year. But even so, it's aimed at stopping people leaving quickly. Now they say the reason for this is that naughty financial advisors have been using their brilliant administration to pull all their pensions together and then swan off to someone else. Um, so I think I think I think the picture is a bit murky on charges. Tom, you're a, you're an arrival SIP provider. Hargreaves lands down. Where do you see the market? Is it, it, it are charges coming down generally, or are they? Does it depend on the type of plan? I, I think I think the first thing is to put it into context. I mean, the forty percent impact on the overall return. It's important to bear in mind that even the most cost efficient retail pensions, the kind of thing that an individual might go into will reduce the overall return by 20 to 30% as a result of the charges. And it is inevitable that you're going to pay charges and they will have an impact on your return. And and the the big numbers come from the compounding, of course. Absolutely. And you just have to accept that as part of the deal. You're paying for the trustees, for for the management of the money, for the security of the money, and for the efficient management of the money. So you have to accept you're going to pay charges. But it is certainly true you have some control over how much you pay. Um, I think the worst outcome is that you're paying the high charges and not getting the benefit of good quality investment management. And if that's the case, you'd have been better off just finding the cheapest possible pension you can, stick your money in a tracker fund, shut the box for 20 years and come back and see how much is in there. If, you, if you're going to pay the charges, make sure you're getting good quality for and it. And what about specifically SIPs? Because those are presumably taken out by people who do want to improve their investment performance. What, where's the char- Where are the charges there now? Are they, are they coming down, as I think some analysts say generally they are? Or is this, for example, this move by Standard Life? And I think they're also increasing their other charges by 4%, which doesn't sound like very much, but it's 10 quid a year or whatever, um, for all their existing customer base. What's happening generally? Have we seen have, have charges got as low as they're going to get? It, it's still evolving. Now, over the last few years, we saw the charges come down quite rapidly as, as SIP providers such as Hargreaves Lansdowne, Standard Life, AJ Bell and others pioneered these, these new low-cost SIPs. So there was a, a general downward movement in SIP charges. Good news for investors. I think they've leveled off to some degree. I think we will continue to see competition changing the market. I think the whole pension landscape is changing quite quickly, and that will have an effect on charges. I think it's worth mentioning that there's been work going on behind the scenes between the industry and the Financial Services Authority to come up with a set of approved standards on how the charges are disclosed. There's been disquiet in the past. The fact people are are getting hit by charges they didn't know about. And and to be fair to Standard Life, they're being quite upfront about this £750 charge if you leave. And I think that's very important that you know what you're going to pay and when you're going to pay it when you first go into the SIP so that you can make an informed decision about whether that SIP is is good for you or or meets your, 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 your particular investment needs or not. Mm. And, and should cynics, though, take a view on exit charges that's really about people who've grabbed the money already wanting to hang on to it and stop uh, investors moving to more competitive vehicles? I mean, your your company has an exit charge, of course. Uh, Standard Life is introducing the £750 one, albeit first year. Many other firms have, have fees of a few hundred pounds to leave. And, of course, you're leaving typically in cash. So 
Is yeah, it no, really justifiable? Again, so, I mean, for example, if someone is looking to transfer out of Hargreaves Lansdowne, we would charge a £75 administration fee. Uh, we're, so you know, we try to keep the costs as low as we can to be a fair reflection of the costs involved. Uh, and, and again, I think it's back to that point that it has to be clear and upfront. And, and if, if you know going into it what you're going to pay and when you're going to pay it, then you can make an informed decision. Uh, and, and, and if you think that a £750 charge for going back out again in the first year is, is not an attractive proposition, then don't go in don't go in there in the first place or i guess wait for day 366 or, or indeed wait and then leave yeah thanks tom timing yes being important uh, thanks for that and for a full explanation of how these charges are applied and the table of who charges what look out for steve's feature in the ft money section this weekend and on our website ft.com forward slash money And finally today, buy-to-let mortgages. It's now three years since the onset of the credit crunch and two years since the banking crisis, but it seems that many lenders are still not keen on buy-to-let property. Last week, Lloyds Banking Group, one of the biggest buy-to-let lenders, introduced further restrictions for landlords who will only be offered loans for up to three properties or £2 million worth of lending. Borrowers are currently able to take out up to nine mortgages with a total value of up to £3 million across all of the group's brands. So, with house prices now falling across the country, are the remaining buy-to-let lenders likely to slam the door on would-be borrowers? Tanya joins us now. Um, You covered the Lloyds restriction um, last week, which is coming into force coming into force uh, on close of business friday close of business yes, friday tomorrow. this week yeah. so so that is now a reality for buy to let borrowers what about other lenders um well it's actually quite interesting because um at the moment what we've seen is it's been um lloyd's banking group which kind of consists of like bm solutions is their kind of main specialist buy to let brand and then it's um the mortgage works which is part of the nationwide building society actually last year they did about 80 percent of all new buy to let business so they've been the main two players and while lloyd's has made this move of kind of you know obviously they want to limit their exposure to the buy to let market with with this new change um we've actually seen the mortgage works being a bit more aggressive in the market they've um in May, they actually increased their maximum um, loan-to-value from 70% to 80%, which is a fairly big move um, at the moment for, for buy-to-let products, really. And um, they've also, over the last sort of couple of months, they've been reducing their rates quite a bit. And I actually spoke to um, to the mortgage works the other day, and they confirmed that they were very committed to the buy-to-let market. And a lot of mortgage brokers seem to think that they actually they, they are ramping up their lending because they want to take a bit of a share of this market because actually they're getting quite good margins on buy-to-let rates at the moment. So why are other lenders um, you know, turning their backs on good margins? You wouldn't think that they'd do that at a time when they're trying to improve their margins generally. Yeah, I think with Lloyd's, um, they obviously I mean, they seem, they were probably the biggest buy-to-let um, lender. I mean, the mortgage works obviously was taking, has started to take a lot more share. Um, but prior to the credit crunch, um, they were obviously doing a lot of business. And they're probably of the position now where they think they're probably overweight in buy-to-let lending. And obviously... What you know with house price falls, they're probably slightly concerned that you know they could see some like arrears, more increase in arrears, and they're probably just sort of taking a step back, just be like, you know, we'll see how the market goes. I mean, they claim actually it won't affect their um, customers that much because they claim that majority of their, I think nine out of ten of their customers actually don't have free properties, so they seem to say that actually, you know, it won't really affect hardly anyone. Yeah, um, this is very much directed at the sort of professional, semi-professional Semi-professionals, levels. yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, what it, I think it is a fairly significant change, though, because for those with a larger, larger um, buy-to-let portfolio and those that have kind of higher value properties, um, they're going to find that, you know, 
BM Solutions, which is one of the biggest lenders and probably one of the most has most competitive rates, they're not actually going to be able to remortgage any of their existing loans with them. So say if they have like maybe five properties um, currently, which is okay within their rules, um, they'll have to remortgage to either the Mortgage Works or one of the other sort of main high street lenders. And um, well, the Mortgage Works will be fine. I think you've got to also look at all the other high street lenders because a lot of them have their maximum limits as well. So you may find that you kind of have to go from one lender to the next lender and then sort of using up your maximum limits. And also some of these lenders aren't going to have the most competitive rates. Um, mortgage brokers seem to say that you could possibly look at by, like, private banks or commercial lenders. So private banks will, they don't seem to have a limit on the number of properties they'll um, sort of have within a portfolio um obviously you've got to be the right kind of client for them um commercial lenders are good in terms of they often offer similar terms and conditions um but there are a couple of drawbacks um i think they actually insist on having um the loan based on a capital repayment um basis not interest only and most buy-to-let brokers tend to prefer interest only um, so it's worth just checking out what's around in, in the rest of the market and also one thing to note out for um some of the high street lenders do have a maximum limit, which they actually, it's not just to do with their, how many properties they'll let you, but also how many properties you've got with other lenders. So right. that's what you've also got to watch out for. So it's the, it's the whole portfolio that, yeah. will be, uh, that will be looked at. Thanks, Tanya. And for more on lenders' restrictions on buy-to-let mortgages, you can read her article in the money section of this weekend's FT. But that's all we have time for in this week's FT Money Show. Remember, you'll find weekday news updates and all of these stories on our website, ft.com forward slash money. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer about any aspect of your finances, just email us. The address is money at ft.com. Next week, we'll bring you another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Tanya, Steve and our special studio guest, Tom McPhail from Hargreaves Lansdowne. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.